Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on on the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Partitioning or database partitioning is a technique where you split up a huge table into multiple tables and let the database decide which table or which partition to hit based on the where clause. It is a very, very genius design and I'm going to discuss it in this video. How about we jump into it, guys? So here's what we're going to discuss in this particular video, guys. So what is partitioning? Why does it, does it exist? Because that's the question we always ask. Why does any technology exist? All right, so we're going to ask, what is, what is partitioning? We're going to answer that. We're going to talk about horizontal partitioning and vertical partitioning, guys. So that's, that's a very, very critical concept, right? What, what is the difference between them? And from now on, whenever I say partitioning, I'm always referring to horizontal partitioning. And that's, people rarely use vertical partitioning these days. It's just, it's like normalization almost, like vertical partitioning. Partitioning types, what kind of types of partitioning we have, what can, what can we do to do partitioning, different kind of partitioning. And then we're going to describe partitioning versus sharding, which is another video I discussed. It's specific to sharding, right? a little bit more complex than partitioning. Right? We're going to explain the difference between two. We're going to do a demo because that's a beautiful thing. We're going to use Postgres to do a demo to show you uh, a table with 100, uh, 10 million rows and how to partition that stuff. We're going to discuss finally the pros and cons and then summarize the whole thing how about we jump into it guys all right so what is partitioning guys so let's say we have a beautiful customer stable here this is like i don't know one million row of table one million is not that big guys by the way but if i want to pick the name of a customer with this particular id 701 right so you're gonna do select name from customer tables where id equals 700 1001 so the what the database will do is well if you have an index on the on that table we're gonna use the index and then we're gonna land on that particular row on the disk right or if we don't have it we're gonna do a sequential scan which is that that's the worst thing we can do but we have to scan all these rows until we find the rows we we're looking for regardless whether you're using an index or sequential scan Scanning a hundred a million row is a lot, right? And 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 multiply that by ten or thousand billion rows. That's gonna slow things down. Index large tables are always slow to query, regardless, right? So what do we do? Partitioning is the idea here is break the table down into smaller pieces so we know we all only work with so many rows instead of 
larger set of rows so that's the one idea let's break out this one million rows into five partitions five tables partitions are nothing but a table and we're going to name them customers 200k customers 400k customers 600k customers 800k and customers uh, one one million so that means basically uh, these are the customers between one and 200 these are the customers between 200 and one and 400 customers between 401 and 600 and so on you get the idea right so that's just how we partitioned it. And then the database, magically, you're going to attach this partition to the, to, the, to the main table, which is customer's table. So customer's table is just almost like a parent or inheritance. It doesn't have any data. That actual data exists on this table. So now what I do is I'm going to do the same exact way. Select name from customer's table where ID equals 701. And the first question is I'm going to send that query what do we do where does this id exist and that's a very quick check by the database it's like 701 which table should i query this 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 or this it's very easy because which partition is customer 701 in we have the definitions in these partition there is metadata attached with it where oh 700 is between 800 and 1 million which is which is i mean 600 and 800 so that's exactly the table we need to, to query so partition customers 800k we hit that table immediately so now i'm working only with 200,000 rows which is beautiful i always say i tweet that the other day the the quickest way to query uh, a table with a billion rows is to avoid querying a table with a billion rows. And that's what the database do. They just try to, as much as possible, to avoid querying this much data and, and work with a smaller set of data. That's the trick here. All right, so now once I have this, if I have an index, even better, right? I'm gonna use the index and then land on customer 700,001, which is Kim in this case. Beautiful. So that's, that's partitioning. So let's discuss vertical versus horizontal partitioning. Horizontal partitioning is splitting the, the partitions by rows, as we discussed in this case, right? Customers from this rows to this, to this ID to this ID is in this partition. Another customer from this ID to this ID is this partition. So we're splitting by rows, like almost like horizontally. Just imagine this is like a, a knife, right? It's just like eh, slicing in the middle. Despising the table in the middle and then breaking the partitions into multiple ones, right? So that's that's the, the partition. And there's like uh, types of partition, like by ranges, like we did, or by list, like zip code. Oh, 90205 is on this table. Partition, uh, zip code 91111 is on this uh, table, right? So by list or by range. Vertical partition, on the other hand, is you splitting lit literally vertically from top to bottom. And what you do is use essentially you split columns within this entire junk of rows into a complete different partition, right? This is useful for like, let's say you have a large column that is a blob and you barely query that blob document, right? You don't want that blob token to take from your precious SSD space or the fast access, right, that you have. So we're gonna vertically partition it put it in another table space, put it in its own table with its all documents, and then attach it to your master table. But if you query for that, the database knows, oh, this particular column is in another table, so I have to jump into that particular table to pull it. However, my beautiful 
fast access columns are in a fast access in a, in a proper table space in a in a proper SSD drive, and and they are compact. They are not as large. So I I just uh, saved a lot of t uh, space in my desk. I just saved also a lot of access speed too. So vertical partitioning. Partitioning type. So that's what we did. Partitioning range. That's the example I gave. IDs. You can partition by log date. Let's say you. Uh, you have an IoT device that's spitting out measurement or something like that, and there's a log date with every single measurement, and you go on a partition like, oh, 2012 data, 2013 data, 2020 data on uh, each year by partition or each quarter or each month, put it in a given partition. So that's range, right? From this date to this date, throw it in this partition. And then the beauty of this, like, oh, this this table this partition is old and nobody uses it anymore. Who, who's gonna query 1995 data anymore? So let's move it into a slower archive that is like I don't know running on tape somewhere. So if it's slow, I don't care. So that's range. By list discrete values states for example California or rows or any customer in California goes on this table. This is not range. This is a value. So hey, that partition is for California people. That partition is for Alabama. Or zip codes, right? Or countries, the same thing, right? So that's by list. That's another way of partitioning. By hash, another popular thing, especially Cassandra uses that, right? Where where it uses a hash function to to spread the value. So hash function that gives you a hash. If if you got this hash, go to this table. If you get this hash, go to this table. So that's it's a very very popular thing. I know in the proxies we use IP hash to kind of decide which backend to hit based on the IP. So that's another idea. Horizontal partitioning or just partitioning versus sharding. So guys, we, we made a video about sharding and, and uh, it was very popular. But partitioning versus sharding is very interesting. And let's discuss the difference between the two. Horizontal partitioning or just partitioning splits the big table into multiple tables in the same database. And the database takes care of the management of these partition. You as a client, as a query builder, you have no idea what partition you're hitting. The database is deciding. So that's why I said the client is agnostic. It doesn't care which partition it's going to hit. The database, I'm sending my own beautiful query, and the database decides which partition to hit based on the logic on the where clause, right? So that's the trick here. Sharding, on the other hand, splits the big table into also multiple tables. However, they are completely different servers. They are on completely different database servers. And you do this for for uh, distributed, uh, essentially, processing, right? It's like, hey, let's, let's throw this into different tables, right, all together, in different servers, all together. So that, like, basically, if, uh, 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 for latency issues, like I say, California customers, we're going to put a database shard just for California customers. And you're going to hit, if you're from California, we're going to hit you based on, on a, like a proxy SQL, we're going to detect where IP address we're from, and we're going to serve you to the database, or if it's a read, for example, to the database instance that has the California table, right? Versus uh, if, if you're going from Asia, we're going to hit you with an Asian uh, uh, server, right? So that's the, you hit that IP address. It's different, completely different IP address. So that's a beautiful, beautiful design. Obviously, it's a little bit complicated, but but yeah. So if you think about it, the client is aware of the of the shard, 
right? Which is a big no-no in, in, in sharding. That's that's one of the big things that I don't like about sharding. Uh, I know Vitas and other technologies are trying to solve this, but still, it's a it's a it's a big uh, it's a big investment for anyone as back engineers. So the table names. This is like a little bit of a just detail. The horizontal partitioning table name changes, right? At the back end, you have like multiple table names and they are changed, right? However, in the sharding case, this table name stays the same almost, right? Because the query uh, is exactly identical, doesn't change, right? But the server way to which you're executing the query against actually changes. Demo, let's jump into this guy. So what we're gonna do here, guys, we're gonna use Docker. We're gonna spin up a beautiful Postgres instance. And then we're gonna insert around 10 million rows in that table. And then we're gonna around create table partitions. And then we're gonna join the partitions to the master table and then do some fancy queries, explain and all that jazz, right? How about we jump into it, guys? All right, guys, let's just jump into the demo, guys. So um, requirement here, just have Docker and that's it because I'm going to spin up a Postgres instance because I, I play with this. It's way, way easier than installing Postgres on my own machine. But if you have it, never mind. So once you have that, I'm going to actually run a Docker command here, right? And I don't need to expose the port for Postgres because I'm going to bash into the container inside Postgres and I'm going to run the SQL commands inside Postgres container. So I'm going to do Docker run and then... Uh, all I have to do is like basically do dash dash name, give it a name. Let's call it uh, PG main, whatever, right? That's the name of the container. And then once I'd have that, I want to detach this container, right? Because I, I, I want to use the same um, terminal. And then finally, do an environment variable, Postgres password. That's an requirement, recent one. I just give it a Postgres password, any any password. And then finally, just do Postgres. This is the image we're going to pull from. And then just like that, we spun up a Postgres instance. So if I do Docker PS, we can have that. We have a Postgres instance running, and this is my name. So now what we're going to do is go Docker execute interactive terminal. I want to jump into PG main inside it, right? I want to run the command bash, right? And then once we bash into the container, I want to do psql dash u, which is the username, and Postgres. And just like that, since I am the, the, the owner of this, it's going to let me in immediately. So now I'm in. I'm in the beautiful Postgres command, right? And I can do uh, stuff, right? All right. So what are we going to do? I'm going to create a table, guys. I'm going to call this create table grades. This is just a bunch of student grades. And I'm going to I'm not going to maintain names of the students or anything. This is just a garbage table where we have literally a, an ID, a sequence ID that go, just one, two, three, four, five, six, and a grade. That's it, right? Nothing else. So I'm going to grade. I'm going to call it grades original, right? And then I am going to give it an ID. Serial, that means every row I insert will automatically get a sequence and increment. I'm going to make it not null. This is a requirement for partitioning. Everything should be not null, right? Everything that you're partitioning against should be not null. And then I'm going to do a G, which is the grade itself, G. And that's also an integer, not null. And just like that, we're ready. So now I'm going to insert uh, around 10 million rows in this table, and that's extremely easy to do, 
So all we have to do is go to insert into grades original. I'm going to insert it before I add an index to the G just because uh, it's faster this way, right? Because I don't have to maintain the index um, while I'm inserting this stuff. So I'm going to insert this, select star, uh, no star, select, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to floor a random function, which the random function gives me fractions like 0 0.09, 0 0.0 to 0 0.09. That's the maximum number. So I'm going to multiply the random by 100. That gives me values from 0 to 99. And that's exactly the grades, right? Uh, out of 100, essentially. Not quite 100. Uh, not, I'm not going to get 100, but who cares, right? So, and then I'm going to floor the whole thing because the, I'm going to get the fraction. The floor will give me the function. So now selecting this from generate series, this is a function that you basically will, every time you call it, you, you, you specify how many times you want to call it. And I want to call it 10 million times. And I just added this comma so I can see for myself. So it's actually like that. And then let's just insert and let's just wait. Oh, bad, 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 bad. Okay. So what I'm going to do, <laughs> I forgot to specify the column. So insert into, so I have to do G. I guess I didn't specify the field itself. That's my bad. So what will happen here is the ID, you don't have to specify because it's, it's, it will be auto-generated. But the G, you have to specify it and the value will go to the G these values. And just like that, we have a 10, 10 million rows. Obviously, we can we can generate more, but just this is just for example, say, nice. So now let's create an index on that. Create index, uh, let's call it grades, original index on grades, uh, what do we call it? Grades, original, org, uh, on G. That's it. So this will create an index so that create a beautiful index. And we talked about indexing, guys, right, in this channel. And that's it. We have an index. So let's let's describe the table we have here. Boom. Just like that. We have an ID. We have a G. Nice. So now if I do uh, select count star from grades original where uh, where uh, where G is equal 30, right? How many rows? We have around 10,000 rows that are called 30. And then let's let's do this fancy thing in Swarovski. It's called explain analyze, which which will explain how they came up with this result, and it will tell you uh, how long it took. So it took two seconds to execute this query, two thousand millisecond, and it took like a 0.97 millisecond to plan it. And we used bitmap index scan. That means we picked. We, we handpicked the values from the index and we went to the table, right? Sometimes this works, sometimes this actually becomes a slow, right? And this is the number of rows that came back. So now, if I do where G between 30 and, let's say, 35, that's a kind of, kind of different query, right? It's a range query. So it's going to be a little bit slower. And as we see, it's like it took three seconds to execute. And still, the database decided to do with parallel index scan this time, and then jumped back to the index and got calculated the values. So that's, that's what we see here, guys. So how about we do partitioning? To do partitioning, guys, we're going to create the, the main table, right, which is called table, uh, let's call it grades parts, right? And <laughs> here's the trick, guys. It's the same thing, serial, not null, and then... The, the grade, integer, not null also, but you have to say partition by range. 
And which is the range in this case? The G will be the range here, okay? We didn't define the range, but you have to create this table with partition in mind. And just like that, we created it. Now, you're responsible to create all the ranges, all the partition yourself. The, the database is not gonna do this for you. So I'm gonna create the partition one by one now. And uh, I'm gonna define the partition as G, which is the, the, the just like uh, the, the name of the table, and then 0, 35. So grades from 0 to 35 goes into this table. How do I do that? Create table G00, and I'm gonna make this exactly like the table above that, right? So the, like, like the grades parts table, and I'm gonna include indexes. I don't have to do that because there are no indexes in this table, remember? What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna add the indexes after the fact. It's okay. So now we have G035. It's just a normal table to, for now. I just wanna copy the same exact uh, structure. So if I describe this table, we have ID and G and there's no indexes or anything. So let's go ahead and create the rest of the tables. Da -da -da -da. From 35 to 60, let's say, and then we're gonna create from 60 to 80, and then finally, from 80 to 100. They, these are the four, four partitions in this case, only four partitions. And now, what I'm gonna do, I am going to attach the partitions on my main, main uh, one by one to my major table, right? And to do that, I do alter table, which table? Of course, the grades parts, that's the partition table, right? Attach partition G0035, which is this table, for values, which values are this allowed for this table? For values from 0 to 35. That's what I'm supposed to do, right? And I have to do the same thing for uh, the rest of the partitions, which is from 35 to, 30, uh, to 60, right? And we're going to change this guy to 35 to 60. Boom. And then we're going to do the same thing from 60 to 80. Dun, dun, dun. 60 to 80. Boom. And then finally, 100. 60, uh, 80 to 100. Dun, 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 dun. 80 to 100. Nice. Now these are partitioned or attached. But the, remember, guys, this table is empty. It doesn't have anything. It's empty. So now, if I, if I describe any of the tables, obviously, G80, 100, they still... They say a partition of grades, parts for values from 18. It will describe details of this, but there are no indexes in this table, nor on the, the grade, uh, let's clear this up, grade parts. There are no index here. So now, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to insert into grades, parts, select star from grades. Arch. So what will this do? It will essentially copy the entire table into this table, right? But it will insert one row by row. And here's the beautiful part, guys. The beautiful part of, on this is every time you insert a row in this table, the database will decide which partition that row goes to based on with a value of G. If G is 
20, oh, 20 is between 0 and 35. So it goes to G0035 and so on. So it's going to distribute our beautiful table just like that. So let's see. What, oh, what did I do? Oh, that's wrong. Just a different syntax. So let's do it again. Boom, boom. I keep doing this clear. That's just weird. All right. So there's this. Hit it. And let's just wait for it. So it's going to insert 10 million rows into this great stable. Nice. Done. That's pretty fast, right? So now, guys, if I do select count star from grades parts, that's the same number. It's like 10 million and one, right? That's extra, extra one. But if I do select max uh, ID, uh, not ID, G, the grade, from grades parts, obviously it's going to be whatever. 99 is the max ID. However, if I go to the tables now it, themselves, they are populated. But look at this. The maximum value is 0035 is actually 34. Right? So let's do select count so you can see. Count star from G0035. Uh, this is the, my first partition. There are only this much rows. Around what, How much is this? 3 million? Is this 3 million? Yeah, 3 million rows. Right? And if I go to 35, 60, we have around 2 million and so on. It's just a random distribution. So if I do select max G, from G3560, what do you think the number will be? I bet 59. Exactly. Because that's the largest gray we can get in this table. And so on. They are just distributed. So now, guys, still, my tables don't have an index. Right? And that was by purpose. So let's go ahead and create an index. And I'm, Should I create an index on all of the partitions? Well... Prior to Postgres, I believe, 11, you sh you, that was the only way to do it. In Postgres 12, I believe, they added the ability, uh, or, or 11 or, and above, you only have to create it on the, on the partition table, grade parts, grade index, uh, let's call it grade parts index, right? Index on grades parts on G. The act of creating it on the master or the on the leader partition tabled, it will create the same index on all the partitions, which is very, very powerful. Let's let's check this out. So it's gonna create that obviously there is no index on the master table because it's empty. There's nothing, it's just a virtual table almost, right? So if I do grades ports, there is an index. It says hey, this is your index. But if I go to G. 0035 hey where does this index come come from i didn't create that the database did for me which is beautiful if i go to 35 g35 60 we have indexes on all of them beautiful so now if i do explain analyze select count star from grades um parts where g equal 30 so now which table is gonna where, where, where are we gonna head guys we should hit the first partition, right? Let's let's check this out. So we says, hey, index scan only on which partition? G003G index on this partition. So we only hit one partition, right? And it took us one second to query. Still, yeah, this is not much compared to what? To the original table, right? The original table, you're gonna see, guys, it's the same thing. 
Hussein, you say that partition are great and gonna are gonna be faster. Not really. <laughs> if you think about it, my Mac here is at what 16 RAM, 16 GB of RAM. And the Docker container doesn't have a limit, I believe. I didn't have a limit. So it's gonna use all the memory it needs. And that is the same identical query. There is no bounding limit. There is no memory bound, there is no IO bound. If I limited the container to a, like a 500 megs, right? And the index was so large, such that uh, it doesn't fit in memory, then you're gonna start seeing the difference hitting that huge index versus hitting the smaller index, guys. But now, you don't see it, guys. So guys, how about we show you the, the, the sizes of these indexes now? compared to what we have here. So hopefully I remember the query. Select uh, relational. All right, so the function called PG relation size, that's a function that gives you the size of the relation and that's an index or table or anything. It's gonna OID, that's object ID. And then I'm gonna also select the relation name. And from PG class, that's the table, order by exactly the same thing relation size oid uh descending because i want the biggest ones first all right so you can see guys this is the our, our original table grades original and it's around what uh that's around that's bytes right so you divide it by <laughs> 10,000 100,000 so you get this in megabyte so around 362 megabyte which is not big right but add, multiply that for instead of 10 million, make it 100 million, 20, 500 million. Then you can start to see the, this is increased. And these are the other partition. That's the, 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 the oh my God. <laughs> this is the rest of my partitions. Partition one, partition two, all the partitions. And these are the sizes. Still not, not something uh, that large. This is also 126 megabyte. That's, apparently this is zero to 35 is very popular <laughs> grade. <laughs> that's bad everybody's failing so the original index is around what 69 megabyte that's the big large index 69 megabytes guys 69 megabytes is nothing for my for my mac that's why we didn't see a difference but increase the number the size of the rows will increase the number of the index and that will slow things down even more so but look at this guys the individual indexes are way smaller than the large indexes. So, so the individual index, which is the 035, right? That's the first partition is around only 24 megabytes. So, so it's like what? Three times smaller. And obviously querying this index is way faster than querying this index, right? The size and the index matter, where is it this? And then the scatter indexes and all that stuff, guys. So it really, really, really matter, guys. This, this little bit of information. And then the final thing I'm going to show here is there's a feature in Postgres. I want you to make sure that it's on and it's called, uh, let me get it right here. It's called enable partition pruning, right? Let's try, let's see what's the value of that. Enable partition pruning. The value of whenever partition and pruning is on and you want this on guys by default, if it's off, well, how about we show you what happened if this is off? All right, so let's set, let's set this to off. If this is off and I do explain, analyze, we don't really need to analyze, just explain. Select count, star, 
from uh, grades parts, the partition table, where G equal 30. So which partition this is supposed to hit partition one, but nope, look at this stuff. It hit partition one, it hit partition two, it hit partition three and it hit partition four. And I have no idea why do we have this option to begin with. Maybe it's like a safeguard somewhere in Postgres, but this is dangerous. So if this is off, you just waste it. This is the whole partition is useless because you had you hit all the four indexes, all the four partitions. Compare this to set it to on, execute the same query again, and look at this, we only hit one partition. So make sure that this, this thing, that partition pruning, is always enabled. Otherwise, you will not take advantage of this thing, guys. All right, guys, that was partitioning demo. Let's jump back to the slides and finish this video. That was fun. That was really, really fun, guys, right? That, that demo, like we learned a lot of stuff. So what is the pros and cons of partitioning? Is this thing perfect? Obviously, nothing is perfect. There's always, everything is a double-edged sword when it comes to backend engineering. And we need to understand this thing as, as backend engineers, right? So the pros of partitioning is beautiful because it improves the query performance. Yeah, we didn't really notice as much of my demo because I'm using a laptop and I want a Docker container, but improve, uh, increase the, 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 the size of the tables to the billions and make so that your memory, uh, your memory bound or I/O bound, because I wasn't either memory bound or I/O bound in my table in, in my case, right? Because I had a, I had this, like a, lots of memory to work with. But if you are limited with the memory, you're gonna start seeing it because you're gonna pay to disk and you're gonna hit I/Os and you're gonna start feeling the query versus uh, working with a huge table, right? So query performance when working with a single partition or a little bit fewer partitions, it's a little bit way better actually than working with a huge single table, right? So working with a smaller partition is always better. So as long as I know how to hit that partition, that's the key here, right? So sometimes the database uh, decide on a sequential scan versus a scattered index scan. So, guys, the database always makes decisions. This is called a planner, right? The planner of the database says, okay, you're sending me a query and there's an index on the table, but I don't have to use the index. If, the, if you're going to pull every single row in the table, it's a waste to hit the index, actually, because going to the index you're going to start jumping through an index and going back to the table and going back to the index and then go back to the table. That's actually slower sometimes to hit the index, right? And it's called scatter index scan. That's slower. So that's why the database decide to hit a sequential scan on the table directly. It says, you know what? It's not worth it to use the index for that particular query because I'm going to select lots of rows. And that's a complicated logic, fuzzy logic by the database. Uh, and so the, it includes a lot of AI, if you think about it as well, to, to actually decide what to do. So some based on that, a partition, giving the partition is actually smaller, right? Now it actually can make this decision easier because, hey, sequential scan is actually better in this case than a scatter index scan on a huge table. So deciding which one is you just made the life of database easier using partitions beautiful beautiful easy bulk loading so if you have you, you can essentially just create a table and attach it to the partition immediately 
right, to the partition table without without worrying about anything. So you can bulk data load in, into a given table and then attach that table to an existing partition table, given that it actually uh, uh, the constraint and, and and the checks are are all valid and all that stuff, right? You cannot just attach an invalid partition, right? So this is this is a very popular thing. Especially in MySQL, you can actually have a CSV file and create the storage engine because that's only available in, uh, in MySQL and MariaDB, I believe. Have the CSV be the storage engine for a given table, and just like that, you have a table magically. If you have like a, a three hundred million CSVs, you point your table to that CSV. And you have a table that you can query immediately, right? And then you can use that to attach it. It's a little bit complicated, but that's one benefit of using MySQL over Postgres, for example. Obviously, that doesn't mean MySQL is better than Postgres. That's just one use case. Archive all data that are barely accessed into cheap storage, right? Uh, 2001 data. That partition is no longer used, barely queried. And you can check this thing real quick. <laughs> That's actually pretty neat, right? This partition table is barely queried. So let's throw it in a table space so that, that, that nobody is using on a D drive that is pointing to a, 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 an old hard disk that is slow and cheap, right? And let's use this precious, our precious SSD in beautiful, beautiful, uh, our fast Frequently accessed data. All right, cons. Is this thing perfect? No, sir. Nothing is perfect. So, <laughs> so, what is the bad thing about partitioning? Updates that move rows from one partition to another are actually slow. So now, updating rows are no longer straightforward thing, guys. Think about it. In a huge table, if you update a row, you just you go to that row and just update it. End of story. But what happens if you update a row in a in a partition and that the act of updating that row moves the, the 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 row from this partition to another partition? Let's say customer ID is a bad idea. But let's say grades, that's the example we gave, right? The grades, I moved the grade from partition was like a partition one, and I update the grade to 60. Now you just move the entire row from one partition to another. And that that is a slow. The act of update is now you're deleting and inserting into another table. And that could be very, very slow. So so you do this so many times. If you're moving one partition to other, you can actually harm your, your SSD. You can you can you can because especially you're jumping from one partition to another. So that is the SSD pages. If you're doing this so many times, man, that could hurt, right? So avoid updates that move. Uh, rows from one partition to another partition that actually changes the definition of the what partition is. Inefficient queries could accidentally scan all partitions. So yeah, if your queries actually include a where clause that that knows that that lets the database know which partition to hit, everything is rosy. However, if your if your query actually is is inefficient, you will end up scanning all the partitions, and this might actually result in a slower performance than just having a single table, right? So let's say you select star from this table where ID is greater than one. 
<laughs> you just you just basically selected everything but instead of selecting one table now you're selecting seven or five tables based on how many partitions so the database is jumping between one table and another so that could be slow so think about all that stuff guys schema changes are challenging dbms usually uh, manage that usually right so like if you update an index on a, on the master table or the or the partition table all the partitioned child tables will get that index we we, we saw that right, right in, the, in, the, in the demo however sometimes this doesn't always work the database actually has to support this feature so that's the interesting part guys summary let's jump into it finally that was a that was fun that was fun guys so we discussed what is partitioning it's a very very interesting feature right it's not always perfect you have to know what uh, what what when to use it i guess i guess horizontal partition versus vertical partitioning literally splitting in in horizontally versus splitting vertically and move the whole thing right partitioning type we talked about ranges ids hashes partitioning versus sharding yeah this is this is you you want to use this before this this is an overkill to <laughs> think about it right uh but yeah sharding sometimes is is beautiful uh if if you can find a software that hides the complexity of sharding definitely use sharding but not all um not all databases support that not all there are no software available that does sharding by default. I think in Proxy SQL, the test is another one. I'm not sure about others. And we decided the pros and cons, guys. Guys, what do you think about this technology? Let me know. And I'm going to see you in the next one. You guys stay awesome. Goodbye.